Hello and welcome to LSH Talks, a podcast hosting important conversations within the commercial property network. In this episode, we will be discussing the UKIT report for quarter one of 2021. I will be talking with CEO Ezra Nahome and Oliver de Sotoy, Head of Research here at Lambert Smithampton. So thank you for joining me today on the podcast. LSH have just published its UK investment transaction report for quarter one of 2021. I can see that volume totaled 11.2 billion in quarter one. Would you say that this was a decent showing? Yeah, it was really strong in the circumstances. Remember, we were in lockdown for the duration of the quarter. While Q1 didn't quite match the strong final quarter of um, last year, the number of deals, crucially, was at its highest level since uh, Q3 2019. And, And March was actually the best month for the number of deals since December 2018. So I think it's really encouraging to see the market sort of getting busier uh, with the depth of the demand across all sorts of uh, lot sizes really improving. Yeah, and I think I think for me, I think there's a couple of dynamics here that are worth referencing. First of all, the, the shock factor that hit the market so badly during 2020 in terms of lockdown and implications to market, market activity, clearly has not been the case. As all humans, we've, we've come a bit more conditioned to, to dealing with the pandemic. I think the second part is that the market is seeing through particularly this phase of the pandemic and, and a return to greater normality. I think clearly vaccination rollouts having huge impact to build uh, investor confidence. So to see a positive Q1 statistic, I, I'm not surprised. So industrial continues to be a key focus of demand and activity within the UK market. Would you say that the playing field has really begun to change? Yeah, completely. I mean, UK sheds uh, have serious global appeal these days. Investment at 3.5 billion in Q1 wasn't far off the record from the previous quarter. But importantly, it's overseas investors that are doing this. That hit a new record in Q1. And for the first time ever, uh, overseas buying of industrial was ahead of that of offices. So it's like the world's been turned on its head uh, somewhat. And this is dominated by North American buyers. Uh, I mean, Blackstone have done a lot of the heavy lifting, but they're in abundance. And remember, though, you need some willing sellers in this market. And we certainly have that among the institutions. And they've really been cashing in here uh, and rebuilding their balance sheets in the process. I think the industrial sector uh, has just continued to grow and grow and grow. And uh, almost each year we talk about record yields being achieved. And, and, And now, yet again, we're talking about record yields being achieved. But I think if you look behind that and uh, ask yourself why, I think, number one, that the de-risk approach to life in a sector that is seen to be very sustainable, which is industrial, given its detailing shift uh, for consumer demand, being a a massive factor. The second part, of course, uh, equally can't be underestimated, which is the creation of quality long leases to good covenants in a market that is hungry for yield and hungry for stable returns. Despite industrial riding high, it's been a fairly quiet quarter for offices. Yeah, I mean, Q4 last year was was a bit of a spike, a bit of a turnaround, but um, things sort of went back to being fairly subdued in Q1, especially so in central London. Volume of 1.7 billion was less than half the average. Central London it does seem relatively exposed. Think about the prevailing high cost of space, the, the tendency for people to commute into the capital And of course, yesterday we saw the news from the Corporation of London, they're going to convert uh, office space into 1500 residential units. So perhaps that's a hint of what's to come and perhaps a sign of more balance needed in terms of uses uh, on the back of all this. Uh, But there is a bit of a disconnect, I think, in terms of pricing 
uh, demand for prime assets and, and maybe the, uh, the, the caution uh, in the occupier markets, would you say, uh, Ezra? Yeah, look, I think the, the demand for prime, Oli, is still, is still there. And actually, I think, if anything, g- given comments about yield and, and return being so in demand, I, I can see further compression in yield in central London manifesting during the course of this year, such as the weight of global equity. But I think what we're also seeing is demand from new sectors. I can't help but comment on a transaction that we were involved in, which was the life science deal uh, in in Friars Bridge Court, where we created a 20-year lease to a quality covenant and and funded it away at a 3.5% yield. And, And again, I think one has to just be very mindful that the market in London is a global market, and it has global appeal both for occupiers, and in this case, new occupiers, as well as for global money. So let's turn to retail. The high street seems in full-blown existential crisis, but I note the report showed retail investment was decent by recent standards. What was going on there? It was pretty decent. Um, It's been really on the floor for the past couple of years and things came back in the last quarter and and Q1 was just 7% down on the three-year high of the previous quarter. But we've got to make the distinction here. It's really predominantly focused on supermarkets uh, where volume has uh, actually hit a a record for a 12-month period. And the income attributes are very specific there in terms of security. But then you've also got a huge rise in interest in retail warehousing. That really is the opportunity play at the moment. M7 in particular over the past 12 months and was also behind the largest deal in Q1. It acquired a 19 retail warehousing uh, portfolio for 300 odd million. And that pushed volume in that sector to the highest level in about three years. So definitely attention is turning to opportunity. Yeah, I think retail warehousing has definitely become the darling of the retail sector. Uh, It's not often you put the word darling and retail in the same sentence, certainly for the last probably eight or nine years. The investor appetite for acknowledging, I think, two things. One is that the sector was inherently underpriced. And I think those who got on to buying during the course of last year and the early part of this year, it bodes very well. Yields have moved in pretty dramatically in retail warehousing. But I think what's also very apparent is that consumer demand for shopping in that way uh, is popular. So I think it's, it is definitely the sector to be in, uh, in terms of the retail market. We've highlighted the continuing interest of overseas buyers in the UK real estate, but it's not been so strong on the domestic front, has it? That's right. I mean, institutional buying has been pretty muted since the pandemic, and there's obviously been uh, some Brexit issues uh, over the past few years to, to sort of get around. And Buying in Q1 amongst the institutions was only about half its typical level. And uh, net selling was actually 1.1 billion. So back to its kind of level seen in the aftermath of the referendum. Yeah, I mean, it will come back in time, but I think they're in a position of sort of needing to rebuild their cash positions. And they've obviously got a long list of suitors for the industrial assets they own. So they're really cashing in here. Yeah, look, I think the, the domestic money has definitely been in a different place. It's, it's been more about outflows. Then, then certainly net investing. But if you were going to highlight one sector of the market, which has definitely caught the imagination and, and the money of domestic investors, domestic funds, and that's been the BTR market. So, so that's really been one area of focus uh, for the funds. So finally, what are your hopes and expectations for the year ahead? The, the property market from an investor perspective is in a very interesting place. I think that the current mindset of risk off is definitely manifesting in higher volume levels uh, of investment, particularly 
for income-based products. I do think that the second half of the year is going to see more opportunity. At some point, the, the true impact of the pandemic has to be felt in terms of property ownerships. Um, we know that until June, there is still protection around enforcing security. Currently, will be removed in June. So I think when you get to probably Q3, and certainly by Q4, you'll start to perhaps see what the real impact of the pandemic has been in the UK. And I do think that that will manifest in more opportunity and, and probably some shift in pricing downwards in some of the sectors. Yeah, and I think just to follow on Ezra's point, we are yet to see, uh, certainly in the market, that the true fallout, if you like, from the pandemic and, um, and the recovery will offer, offer some really interesting opportunities for those with the equity. I think one sector that is of real interest is, is hotels, which have obviously struggled enormously uh, operationally through the last 12 months. But uh, make no mistake, you know, they will come back and there will be investors circling and looking for opportunities. So that's just one angle that I think uh, offers some real uh, interest of the second half of this year. To view the full UKIT report, please visit our website or click through from the description box of this podcast. To find out more, please visit lsh.co.uk.